What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google Map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management. So six months after you get this site built, if you want to update something, whether it's copywriting or you own a restaurant and you want to add to your menu, just tell the team at Websites by Students to do it. They'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications. It gets even better. Websites by Students is a purpose-driven organization. A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the Get It Done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. I'm Joe Zanka, your host, co-founder and COO of On Demand Storage. And today I'm with my guests, Brian and Adam Jaspin of Centerline Development. What's going on, guys? How's it going? How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm happy to have you guys here. You know, I've been following you guys on Instagram for a little while now, watching your projects and, um, you know, seem to be friends with some of the people I've already had on the podcast or about to have on the podcast. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to meet you guys. You know, I'm kind of a, a secret real estate junkie. I don't operate in the world yet, but I, uh, I, I'm always following what's going on. So I uh, like talking to guys like you who are, who are in it every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, uh, before I got started, um, I was, that's kind of what I was doing. I was constantly, uh, following, um, all these accounts. Like I, I had a couple of buddies that were uh, already doing this. Um, and, uh, I think you uh, know a few of them already, but I started following, uh, the people that they followed and the people that followed them, um, started to notice all these accounts and all these other guys doing it too. And, um, and then I jumped in and, um, you know, I got a lot of help from them. Um, you know, everybody who had been there before showed me the way. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
great way to network. I mean, especially on Instagram, um, you can learn so much because all these guys have been, um, you know, extremely gracious in sharing their knowledge. Oh, for sure. They definitely have. And now, so centerline development, you guys do condo developments around the greater Boston area. Um, but Adam, tell me a little bit how you got started and that way you got the courage to jump in uh, to doing something like this. And then Brian, we can talk to you a little bit about how you guys are about to join forces. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I um, originally had bought a, a three family. Um, I graduated college. I was working um, maybe like a year and a half. Um, and I decided I was going to buy a house. And um, my father had encouraged me to buy a three family. So I, I, I decided that seemed like a good idea. So I did it. Um, I struggled through some minor renovations, um, did a lot of it myself and um, ended up moving into the third floor. I uh, rented out the other two units and I, I lived there for a little while. Um, and then I, uh, I moved up to Dorchester and um, I had a few buddies living in this area. And um, I started to see like what was going on around here. There was condos going up everywhere. Right. And um, a lot of three families being gut renovated. Um, and I had a buddy from high school who was already doing it. Um, he had partnered up with uh, a kid I went to college with and um and I started following them around a little bit, um, kept, you know, maintained contact. Um, at the time I was working on, uh, ships. So I was, uh, I was gone half the year, but when I was yeah. home, I would try to, um, you know, stay in touch and, and go see what they're up to. Um, and then I just, um, I started doing a lot more research and realized that this is, I, I, I wanted to uh, do this as a career. I was going to leave my job. Um, so I, I prepared ahead of time. I got my real estate license. I, you know, stashed away some cash. Um, and then I, I just quit and, um, I started working at a real estate brokerage and, um, and I, I figured I'd learn the, um, transaction side of real estate, you know, buying, selling, you know, so I, I, I was representing sellers and buyers, um, and I was doing rentals. And in the meantime, I was meeting a ton of people, um, and then one day I ran into, um, a buddy of mine from college, uh, this kid, Andrew Litchfield, um, he had been doing this a while. Um, and he invited me to come see some of his projects. And then, um, before I knew it, we were partnering on a project mm-hmm. and that's how kind of kicked it off. Um, mm-hmm. and then from there I started to get my own, uh, deals. He introduced me to a lot more people. He, you know, showed me how to structure a deal, how to analyze a deal, um, how acquisition works. Um, and then, you know, you kind of learn a lot, just trial by fire as well. Um, and then things kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. I mean, that absolutely. It's not a, it's a great story. I like how you, you know, just kind of dove in head first once you felt comfortable. I mean, there's no right time when it comes to no. actually doing it. Yeah. You know, it's never going to be like, Oh, this is the time I need to do this. It's right. just more of like a, yeah, it starts to build up in your gut and then you're just like, all right, I have to, you know, I have to go for it. And yeah. uh, it seems like you did and it seems like it's working out great. Now, Brian, you're about to join forces and tell us a little bit about yourself and, 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 um, and, and then we can get into what you guys are about to kind of go out and do together. Sure. So um, I started my career in, in accounting and finance, as you can tell by the college shirt <laughs> um, and always tiptoed in real estate. So I did like two flips a number of years ago. I had a three family um, and it became too much for me to manage in addition to my regular work, my, my full-time job and having two kids. And uh, 
I ended up selling the three family to Adam. He actually has it now. Um, but it got to a point, my wife's company was sold. She's been traveling a ton. I have two kids and eight o'clock at night, I'm bouncing back and forth from helping them with homework to getting online and doing work. And I said, what, what am I doing here? And I've always talked to Adam about real estate and how he's doing. Does he like it? Does he not like it? Um, and I just got to the point where I said, you know what, just like he did, it's time for me to, to make the move. Um, so I called him up one day and I said, Adam, when you grow big enough and you need help, let me know. And uh, he's like, I need help. <laughs> so I think we have we have a good split. I think, um, you know, Adam's on the job sites day to day. He's seeing the projects and I'm supporting back office, really working on contracts, getting people paid, doing the year end financials, working with the tax accountants. Yep. So I'm trying to ease his pain that he was doing you know, at night after he was out on the job sites and whatever he needs done. So uh, right now it's, uh, I'm transitioning from my old role and joining Adam full-time next month. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you guys are partnering up and, you know, going to keep going and tackling some projects together. Now, you know, I always, I, I love, I love development. I mean, I think it's just as a, the concept of it and just, you know, watching, you know, basically acquiring typically either land or an existing structure um, and tearing it down and, and building something brand new in that, in that spot, you know, and then watching the whole project come to life is just a fascinating thing to me, but obviously there's a ton of different aspects that go into doing that. Um, And, you know, there's a big risk, risk versus reward factor in development. I feel like it's one of the, you know, maybe the riskier plays, but also the most rewarding when it's done the right way. So, what what are some of the challenges that you face to this point, Adam, and um in 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 starting out? You know, what do you think maybe the most challenging part of of being a developer might be? Um, yeah, I mean, in the very beginning, um, you have no track record, um, right? Right. So, I mean, um, that right there is a red flag to most lenders. Um, that's why most guys, including myself, start out with um, hard money lending, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you also have, you might like, if you just left your job, like I did, you no longer have any income. Um, I had some rental properties luckily, so I did have some income, but you know, you don't have a W2 to show. Um, so it's tough to get a bank loan. Um, so like, I'd say that's a huge, uh, hurdle to overcome. And you know, the way I did it was by partnering up with other people. So, um, when I first started, um, you know, we brought in equity partners. So somebody had uh, good financials to show, right? Um, somebody had experience or was a licensed GC. Sure. Um, you know, so th- those are ways guys can get started. I would say uh, uh, early on, it's probably best to try to do something on the side. Like Brian had done before. He'd done a single family flip on the side. Yep. Um, that way you can get your feet wet and kind of figure out how things work. Um and still be bankable um, if you have, you know, you have a full-time job or, um, or partner up with people who are already doing it. Definitely. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Now what aspects of development? Cause you know, you're the GC, so you're kind of overseeing a project. Um, what aspects of it do you try to handle yourself versus what aspects, you know, are, are typically ones that you would want to outsource? I mean, I know there's a lot of opportunity to, have bring in, you know, maybe a real estate aid or broker to help sell the product, or, you know, maybe there's parts of the development that you try to do on your own. Are there, have you kind of 
found a, a good mesh that works for you or is it kind of a project to project thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, definitely a work in progress as far as uh, delegation goes, but, um, in the beginning, yeah, I was trying to do everything. Uh, I quickly realized I couldn't do everything and maintain books at the same time. So I had hired uh, an accounting firm to do the books for me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I was acting as GC and, um, still am, but, uh, you know, everything subbed out. I relied very heavily on, you know, good architect, good engine, structural engineer, civil engineer. Um, Mm -hmm. um, we were designing the units ourselves. Um, now we use a designer so I can take one thing off my plate to focus more on, um, you know, the particulars and not picking paint colors, um, or light fixtures. I, we, you know, I'll still have input, but, um, but that takes a lot off of my plate. Um, you know, so subbing certain things out or delegating, um, I think is a major value add now having Brian on board. Um, I don't have to worry about handling invoices or, um, managing the books, which I was terrible at, um, <laughs> or, uh, you know, getting ready, for tax that. Time, which we're getting, we're going through right now. Um, things like that, uh, are, it's, it's a huge relief. Um, now, I can focus on uh, managing, you know, for example, we're, we're working through a few projects that are in the design phase. So managing the architect, maintaining communication between him and the structural engineer and the civil engineer and the surveyor and um, our MEP engineer, um, making sure that they're all communicating and that our timeline is still moving along efficiently. Sure. Um, that's, you know, that's a full-time job in itself. And then getting on site to make sure that things are rolling over there as well. Um, so yeah, I think, um, you can kind of, I think everybody's different, but you can kind of find the things that you do well and, and try to delegate the other, you know, other areas that maybe aren't as, uh, strong for you. Absolutely. Now in real estate, I know that, you know, it, it, the, a project typically starts off with finding, um, a deal. You know, I mean, it's a, you know, it's, it's a numbers game at the end of the day, you know, how much did you pay for something and how much could you make it worth afterwards and, and what goes in, you know, costs, the costs that go in between. Um, do you guys, you know, typically when it comes to, to finding deals is something that there's a number of different ways to do that as uh, like a word of mouth game. Is it a realtor game? Is it a, you know, doing your own type of outreach type of game or, um, you know, or is it a secret? <laughs> Am I going to disclose something here? <laughs> all the above um i know some guys are really especially people who do one deal at a time they they um like if you listen to bigger pockets sure a lot of guys that aren't in uh the new england area i think it's more prevalent outside of this outside of boston um they get really good at um direct marketing right so whether it's mailers or cold calling um or uh, bandit signs um i know that's pretty big it's not something I do. Um, I tried it. Uh, I didn't find it was very useful of my time. Um, when I, if, if I was marketing for a deal, I probably wasn't doing something else. Yep. Um, so I've found that by networking, um, uh, to people who are really good at finding deals, um, you know, we have a network of, uh, real estate agents who focus on finding off market deals. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of them are going to want, the listing on the backside. Um, and you know, we're totally fine with that, you know, assuming they're a, a competent listing agent. Um, yep. 
but they're bringing us deals and it saves us time. You know, we want to keep our pipeline full, but we don't want to take away from focusing on the projects that we're working, you know, actively working on. Right. And you know what, you know, what's funny is when I first started talking with Adam, I said, the biggest challenge has to be finding deals. Um, and he was just finishing up one of his projects, really one thing in the pipeline. And all of a sudden, two months later, our pipeline's so full, there's four projects. And we're like, okay, we need, we need to slow down. It just <laughs> all popped on at the same time. Like Adam saying, through his different connections he's had, he's, they're like, we got a deal here, here. And just a lot of good things came together at the same time. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. And I, I think that it is definitely the challenge in getting started. I feel like is um is knowing, you know, what's a good deal. Um, or I feel like a lot of the times what you know some of the better developers do is they see an existing structure like a single family or a two family, three family, and they they realize that hey, there's opportunity to turn that into a 10 unit. And, and you you guys just tell me about, you know, that's something that you've done recently, right? You know, you've kind of rezoned a project or in the process of doing that. Yeah. So um I've done one with um Actually, with Andrew Litchfield, uh, we purchased a two-family. We took through zoning, and um, we got it approved for uh, nine units. Um, and we're in the process of actually selling the permits on that project right now. Um, nice. Nice. In the meantime, um, I, uh, I did the same thing with on my own with a, um, a four-unit property that came with a vacant lot next door. Um, so... We acquired the property. Um, I took it through uh, zoning to expand the living area on the existing property. And um, and I s- went for uh, four units on the vacant lot. Um, you know, even if we didn't get the, f- the four units on the vacant lot, the deal worked. So it was definitely a, a lendable deal. Um, it's obviously risky to buy a, a property not knowing if you're going to get zoning approved. But we felt... Um, it was safe because the four unit building, the deal still worked. Um, mm-hmm. So the four units were a bonus. Um, so we're really excited for that deal. And then uh, Brian and I ended up purchasing um, uh, this Crescent Ave project, the 10 unit uh, from Ricky. He brought it through zone and got it approved. Um, and he was looking to offload something from his pipeline. Gotcha. Um, and it worked out. It was good timing. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely one of those things where, you run in the right circle and people are, are um, all kind of doing the same things, looking at all different deals. You know, it's going to be, there's going to be opportunity to grab projects, partner up on projects, grab projects from one another, um, so on and so forth. So definitely knowing the right people, I feel like is, is, is the name of the game sometimes when it comes to, to real estate, having a focus on, you know, and, and, and also letting them know what you guys are looking for. You know what I mean? Because if anything like that comes up, you know, you, you could be kind of the first one on the dial sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, know what I, you know what I find um, pretty valuable in this industry, which surprised me, is Adam set up a, a lunch meeting one day with the On Point Capital guys. And uh, we met with them and, and they were willing to share what they were doing and how they do it. I think all of the sharing that goes on between all of these guys, it blew me away, but it's it just so valuable. Because, you know, you make a mistake once, you're not going to make it again, but share what you did, share what went wrong. And mm-hmm. it's just so valuable for everybody in the industry. I feel like that's something that's common across multiple industries now. And I feel like that's something that wasn't common, maybe like during our parents' generation, you know what I mean? Back in like the 80s, 
eight, 70s, 80s, 90s, like that wasn't something that people did. People did not give away their secrets. They didn't give away their, um, they, de- they certainly, you know, I know growing up in a, in a family that has done some fix and flips and stuff like that, they didn't give away their contractors. You know, that's not something that they right. hold those so tight to the vest. Whereas okay. nowadays, you know, you look in, in an industry like this, um, but even all over the place, you know, you look at platforms like LinkedIn, platforms like Twitter, like I see some of the most successful people, you know, that I know, or some really successful people in their industry, they'll just give away exactly what they do. They just write it on like LinkedIn. They'll just say, Hey, if yeah. you want, like, I, I have a kid I interviewed, um, who does email marketing and he's, fan, he's unbelievable at it. And I'll go on LinkedIn one day and I'll be like, Hey, if you want to start an email marketing company and just, he just tells what he does. And it's like, there are these trade secrets where I think the secret to it is that you're putting yourself out there as an expert. Um, so, you know, you know what you're doing. You, you know, that other people who are reading it are too busy half the time to even like give it a real shot to make it successful. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think it's just, you want, you know, there's a cultural shift nowadays. Where I feel like everybody kind of wants to see each other succeed. I feel like, you know, your network success is like, is at the end of the day, good for you. You know, if, if Ricky and those guys or the guys at Penny Investments are, are doing well and, 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 and learning things and, and they want oftentimes now, like we talk about more than others for you guys to do well too. Um, you know, it increases the property value of certain areas. It does, you know, there's just a number of different good things that it does that I feel like the older generations may not have seen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree a hundred percent. And like those guys all helped me out immensely in the beginning and, um, and still do. I mean, I'll call, uh, you know, uh, Garrett from on point because I encounter something I've never dealt with and I know he just did it and he'll happily talk me through it over the phone. Um, and then the same goes, you know, I'm now starting to, um, help others that are, uh, you know, and I'm by, I'm far from the most experienced, but, I have some experience and uh, people will call me and ask me questions um, and I'm happy to help them. And it, I think it kind of, uh, you know, it keeps turning over and uh, it's, it's great. Um, it's great that people can get their uh, feet wet and, and have somebody to lean on for uh, advice or guidance. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I, I see these guys posting their finished products and I'm really rooting them on when I see it. Right. I'm hoping they get top dollar and are successful with it. And Adam and I will go to one of their open houses and check out their work. And mm. the guys that Adam's been running with, their quality of work is just phenomenal. Like I'm, I'm psyched with it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they. I, I love following those guys on on the just watching a project develop like start to finish and then get sold. You know, typically, they are getting the top dollar nowadays, which is great too. It's good to see. Now we're running out of time a little bit here, but yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on what your future? Um, of business looks like, you know, I know you have some projects right in front of you, but like maybe five, 10 year timeline stuff that you, you know, goals or anything like that that you want to achieve. Yeah. Um, so we're, uh, we'll continue to, um, you know, work through, uh, development. I think eventually we'll mix in not just building condos, but building to, uh, hold as well as rentals. Um, where, right now starting to grow, um, uh, HOA management business. Um, so we're retaining the management of the uh, condo associations of the buildings that we build. Nice. Um, and I think that's like a nice, you know, it's not, um, a huge revenue stream, but it's, 
it's definitely valuable um, yeah. and it will continue to grow pretty steadily over time. Um, and then we're, uh, you know, working on growing a rental portfolio as well. Um, not just, you know, ones that we build, but we'll, you know, through acquisition as well. Nice. And, I, and I have to echo everything Adam said. I think, um, you know, it's diversification, right? So if, if you have four projects going and that's all you have, you don't have the rental portfolio, what happens if the market tanks in a year when, when you finish your projects? Mm. I think by creating a mixed bag there, a diversification, you have the continual income coming in from the rental portfolio. And then you have those one-up bonus sides from kind of the development when you sell those off. Definitely. No, definitely. Yeah. Diversification is key. You see a lot of the... the um, Guys who have been around the block a little bit longer, you know, that's what they do. You know, the the Volnay Capitals. You know, I mean, they have they have multiple different revenue streams. It's kind of the key. It's kind of the key. You have that consistent monthly income, and then you get the big wins on your developments, and then you can start developing. You know, those uh, multifamily properties and fill those up. And um, no, you guys got a uh, a great future ahead of you, and I'm excited to continue to watch. You know, I was kind of watching from afar, creeping on you guys a little bit for a while there. But now I, get, I, I finally met you, so I don't feel like I'm to creep anymore. <laughs> hey, my last question I typically ask everybody, I, I get one from each of you, is do you guys have a good book recommendation for the audience? Yeah, I'm actually uh, in the middle of um, a book by um, Willie Mandrell, uh, Cash Flow Secrets. Yep. Um, so far it's been incredible. Um, I'm excited to finish it. Uh, so I'd highly recommend that cash flow secrets. Nice. And, uh, I would say I just started a book and I'm embarrassed. I forget the name, but it's on negotiating. And, um, it was actually one of, one of Ricky's books that he recommended on a podcast. And Never I was like, I gotta get that. What's it, what's it called? Never split the difference. Never split the exactly. difference. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Very good. Never split the difference is great. That guy, um, I downloaded the Masterclass app, and uh, he has a great class um, on that app. The author of that book, what's his name again? I, I'm trying to. Um, I forget. Voss, Chris yeah. Voss. Chris Voss. That's right. Yeah. Chris Voss. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a really cool guy. So yeah, two no two great recommendations. I I've I've checked out the the negotiation one, but I want to check out the cash flow secrets. That one sounds great. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, look, guys. Um, before I let you go, where can people find you? Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, it's at centerline underscore development. Um, we're also, uh, on Facebook. Uh, we're not very uh, active with the Facebook, but, um, you know, anybody can reach me by email, uh, Adam at centerlinebuilds.com. Mm -hmm. Um, same for Brian. He's Brian at centerlinebuilds.com. Um, and, uh, happy to, uh, answer any questions anybody has. Awesome, fellas. Well, look, this has been great. I appreciate you guys coming on, sharing your story, sharing about what you guys are doing. And um, and thanks for giving us your time. And I'm going to keep you know looking out for some of the projects you guys are doing and, uh, and certainly want to stay in touch. Awesome. Thanks, awesome. man. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Take care.